This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. Kawhi Leonard is going to join the Clippers. Kawhi turns the corner for the win. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to Clip and Roll on the Blue Wire Network. I am your host, Justin Russo. I'm your other host, Farbaud Esnashai from Sports Illustrated. This podcast is being brought to you by Bet Online, your new ticket to online action. This is an emergency podcast, folks, because as it just happened within about the last hour, the news came out that Steve Ballmer and his group, um, I don't remember the name of the Caps LLC. Okay, well, yeah, that's certainly a name. Uh, have two purchased... edges. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you know what? I always figure doubles better than one. You know, um, they purchased the forum, and they didn't purchase the forum for chump change. I mean, it's chump change to Steve Ballmer, but not to you, me, or anybody else. Four hundred million dollars in cash. In, in cash, he Straight walked cash. up to a building with four hundred million. Like I can't even picture Heisenberg from Breaking Bad doing that, like just pulling up to a building with $400 million in cash and being like, you work for me now. So do you remember that scene from the movie Dodgeball where White Goodman walks into Peter LaFleur's uh, hotel room with the briefcase of money and it's just like like that tiny little stack of money? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what that would look like for $400 million because what my mind wraps around as $400 million is probably not what $400 million looks like in bills. You have to call him like it's gonna sound corny, but like we have to start calling him Steve Baller because that's that's the ballingest thing I've ever heard. Like not even P Diddy or Jay Z could ever aspire to show up to a building with four hundred million in cash. It's look. So at the end of the day, he bought it for four hundred million dollars. Uh, the MSG company, which is owned by uh, James Dolan the owner of the New York Knicks, which owns not only the New York Knicks, but I believe they own the New York Rangers. They also own Madison Square Garden and the MSG Network. They this is There's a reason why the Knicks are constantly valued as the most valuable franchise in the NBA. It's not because of their on-court appeal and product and success. It's because of everything off the court. And the Inglewood the Forum, the forum itself, it's part of that group. Like it's, it needs to be taken into consideration and they purchased the forum in 2012, if, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah. And some of the specifics of the deal is that the Clippers aren't going to play in the forum. It specifically says that, and they're not going to tear the forum down and they're going to keep all their employees employed. And it's also not going to happen until the second quarter of 2020. So technically they don't own the forum just yet. Yeah, so this is going to be over a little bit of time, so it's going to be in a couple months and all that. But look, 
the big reason this is such a big deal is because James Dolan and Steve Ballmer were in a lawsuit battle. It was very litigious. Uh, you know, the city of Inglewood itself was involved, uh, Mayor Butts and all this other stuff. I don't want to get all into that because it's kind of complicated a little bit. But MSG and Balmer were kind of going head to head. So what's the fastest way to stop a lawsuit? Paying someone off. And they ended up paying James Dolan off to the tune of $400 million just to buy the forum, just to make sure that you can go ahead and build your $1 billion, projected $1 billion new arena. I just picture it, I picture it very funny where it's like Balmer walks in and he's like, I want a new arena. And James Dolan says, you can't have a new arena. I have the forum. And Steve Ballmer says, then I'm going to buy the forum. Now I have two arenas. And like, that's, it's that easy. It's that easy. Yeah. So they purchased it by they, I mean, MSG, the Madison square garden company purchased it for 23 and a half million dollars. They then added, uh, they then did renovations to it to make it a concert venue. Uh, boxing matches have happened there in the mean, uh, since then. And uh, MMA cards have happened. UFC cards have happened there. I believe a Bellator card has also happened there. Um, and I believe they poured in about $50 million in renovations and all that stuff into the into the Great Western Forum. I still call it the Great Western Forum. So, I mean, that's technically what it is. I know it's just the forum, but... You know what's wild? What's up? Le- LeBron James's net worth is $480 million. And Steve Ballmer basically just showed up with LeBron's net worth in cash. Like it was chump change and bought the forum. That's the craziest thing. And it's it's at an awkward time because of everything the world's going through. You know, like it's a, it's it's there's no good time for this to have happened, I guess. But it is what it is. And as of right now, or in the next couple months, when it's made official, Steve Ballmer will own the forum and have the go ahead, basically from that standpoint, to build a new arena for the Clippers. Uh, But before we get into the new arena, we need to talk about why they want their own arena. Number one for me personally, from everything I've heard, is they get third, like third choice on dates. They get third choice on everything because actually way back when... Yeah, Sterling screwed it up. Yeah, Sterling had the chance to give the Clippers the opportunity to become the primary tenants within Staples Center. But he decided to wait to get a cheaper offer. And by the time he waited... um, they became the third option. Yeah. The Kings got in there and then the Lakers got in there kind of like the last minute, which pushed the Clippers down to three. So like, you're going to see a lot of weird things being said by fans of other teams. And I don't want to mention them by name because whatever, but here's the thing. The two basketball teams in that arena, well, three, the sparks as well, uh, rented and had to pay rent. The Lakers did it in a way where AEG who owns the Staples center basically bought part of the Lakers. Like that was, that was basically the Lakers rent for the Clippers. They actually had to pay rent. Like they paid it. They didn't get as, as high of a percentage off of concessions, off of merchandise, off of, you know, uh, gate revenue off of anything like that. They were always third. So having a new arena for yourself automatically makes you number one. You get a hundred percent of all of that. So I understand money is a weird thing to talk about, but from a money standpoint, this is actually a very smart move by Steve Ballmer and the Los Angeles Clippers, because if you buy the arena that's stopping you from making money, which the Great Western Forum was, yeah, because so, the clip, go ahead. 
to to backtrack a little bit, they're not trying to buy the forum to like take over LA or anything as a lot of Laker fans right. would say. It's because James Olin said if the Clippers are trying to build a new arena in Inglewood, it's going to take away people trying to come to the forum and it's effectively going to ruin the forum. And so the Clippers decided to buy the forum and work in conjunction with it. So they're still going to have concerts in the forum and the Clippers are still going to have their own game. So it became a, it just became a necessary means in order to make that new Inglewood for uh Inglewood arena for the Clippers in 2024. Yeah. Look at the end of the day, the Clippers are going to get a brand new spanking arena worth about a bill or about a billion dollars worth of a brand new arena. Privately Maybe funded. A, yeah. Let's mention that all reports are, and I have no reason not to believe them because everything that Steve Ballmer has done for the Clippers makes it sound like this is legitimate. The new Clippers arena in Inglewood will be 100% privately funded by Steve Ballmer himself. The price tag on, on what the projected price will be for the arena is a billion dollars. Now that sounds like a lot. And it is a bit. Let's talk about it. A billion dollars is a billion dollars. At the end of the day, it's still a billion dollars. It might not be as much to, to Steve Ballmer as it is to me or you Farbod, but it's still a billion dollars, you know? And for a guy who paid $2 billion to buy the Los Angeles Clippers, it actually makes sense to spend half of what you spent on a team to build an arena. I mean, and to, to take it back to what you were saying about the third tenants. So part of what comes with that is that the Clippers keep having to play 1230 games and everyone hates 1230 games. Nobody likes them. I, I, I'm meaning from like the players and the coaches side. They absolutely hate playing the 1230 games. In like eight years at Staples Center, I've never heard anyone say something positive about it. And so when you're the primary tenant of an arena, you don't have to deal with 1230 games all the time. And there's there's moments where the Clippers have back-to-back 1230 games. They always have at least one of those every single year where they have a... They usually play Miami in that back-to-back. It's like Miami-Orlando. And I think they're... All of this is to erase that as well. It's it's not just, oh, we want to get out of the Lakers shadow. It's they don't want to play those types of games anymore. They want to be the primary tenants. Yeah, like that's that's just the gist of it. I mean, you hit it on the nail on its head. Like you end up getting freaking annoyed that you have to play all these 1230 games and you get the worst choice of which games to play. And, you know, like when you're constantly third fiddle, that's not fun. It's not, it's not an ideal situation to be when you just purchased a team for, well, I say just purchased, but it happened about six, seven years ago. When you purchase a team for $2 billion, you want that product to have the spotlight it deserves. And one of the ways to get the spotlight that it deserves is to build your own arena. But the only way to get that arena fully built was to buy out the company that's trying to take you to court. And if it costs you $400 million to do it, that's chump change because if you're willing to spend $2 billion for a team and a billion dollars on a proposed arena, you need to be willing to spend $400 million to get the other people the hell out of, out of your hair. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think if that's, I guess the biggest luxury of having an owner like Steve Ballmer, because I don't think that many other owners have the money to just do that. I mean, his net worth is $51 billion, which is so crazy to say out loud like when you put that in perspective 51 billion dollars is his net worth michael jordan's net worth is 2 billion right so steve ballmer is worth 25 jordans 
Like, that's how much he is capable of. And the Hornets have a really nice arena, too. Yeah. Um, I've looked at it today. I'm looking at it right now on Bloomberg.com. Uh, As of today, Steve Ballmer's net worth, this is according to their uh, numbers, $54.6 billion, which is actually down from February 19th of this year, which was $67.9 billion. Yeah. I mean, you just... To, to be like you just can't even really put it in you don't understand it and then you put it into words and you're like wait what he's worth how much and you're like, like think think about you, it dude he lost he lost uh 13 billion dollars actually 14 billion dollars if you go back a little bit further in about a month and he still got 55 billion and it's crazy because all everyone sees him as is this crazy kind of passionate wacky and goofy guy sitting courtside and you're like wait a minute this guy could buy he he might potentially be able to buy every single nba team if he wanted to <laughs> like literally if he really wanted to with currently no nba nhl or college basketball you might think there's nothing to bet on well folks you'd be wrong bet online still has hundreds of places to wager from their online casino to poker and blackjack, all open 24 hours a day and all online. Sports aren't totally done. There's still mixed martial arts and esports is on the rise. If you're into entertainment, you can still bet on American Idol, the elections, the spelling bee, and yes, even the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Be sure to use promo code BLUEWIRE. That's all one word, BLUEWIRE, B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E, BLUEWIRE. To receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your new ticket to online action. All right, so let's talk about the new arena for a second. 2024 is the proposed date of like when they want the arena done by and like the first game, right? Yep. So everything we've heard about this arena, it's going to be like uh, eco-friendly and there's going to be like all this stuff. One of the interesting things that he talked about was this quote-unquote wall of sound. Like this entire section at, behind one basket of the arena was going to be like a fixed uh, section with like one entire rampway for fans to sit and all that stuff. That sounds crazy, but it also sounds like a college arena. Yeah, I think that was the vibe he was going for. Kind of like how the Warriors have with Oracle. Because if you've ever been to Oracle, it's, it's very college arena yeah, I know he made mention that he had been to, like, Cameron Indoor, which is where Duke plays, and he was, like, blown away by, like, the energy in the crowd, because uh, if you've ever seen Ka uh, Cameron Indoor on uh, video or television, whatever, like, the fans are right on the court. It's crazy. And I think that's what he wants. Like, he's talking about, like, the pumping and the thumping and, the, and hardcore and the sound and all this stuff. I just think he wants like this vibe of like, when you go into the arena, it sounds like an arena. Like it sounds like a gladiator uh, arena in the old Roman days of just this crowd. That's just hectic and haywire and going nuts. And they feel like you, if you're a player, they're just right on top of you. And I don't know what that arena is going to look like. Like we've seen the renderings and all that stuff, but you know, sometimes the renderings are altered as you know, you get into the future. Like we're still four years away from when this arena would be, proposed would be built and so stuff can change but getting your own arena means you get to dictate everything i mean you also have to think about it like if a guy is willing to spend one billion of his own money 
and he's also willing to spend four hundred million just to tell another arena to f off and get out of his way. It was basically what it was. It was like a LeBron James pull up three, f you, get out of my way type thing. If he's willing to do that, you know he's gonna make this new arena like the greatest arena anybody's ever seen ever. Like, there's no way he's not gonna do that. So, what do you think the next plan is for him? Because this is a guy, Steve Ballmer, who is constantly thinking. You know, he's a forward-thinking guy. I'll just put say it like that. Like he always thinks next step, next step, next step. So, the one thing that he was kind of at the forefront on was in 2016 when the Clippers and Fox Sports Prime ticket renegotiated their deal to extend it for six years, which we're in year four of that, which means there's only two years left. Uh, That's when Court Vision originally started, the streaming service to where you can get like these, you know, detailed breakdowns of like, you know, the fan cam and like, you know, the, the play diagrams, like of all this stuff of live games. My thought is his next step is to launch the Clippers fully into a streaming service. And I don't know if you agree with that or disagree, but that's just my belief. Yeah. I think he was, they were definitely dabbling in it. I know he wanted to do that before he re-signed with Fox sports. He was legitimately wanting to re-sign with a streaming service and also wanted to have a bigger presence in China. Like the Clippers hired a Chinese social media coordinator specifically just for Chinese content. Like, I don't think that many other teams are willing to do that, but like, in terms of next deals, like honestly, at this point, you just have to win. You just have to win and you have to make this team very relevant and you have to make the jerseys be top 10 in jersey sales. And his ultimate goal with everything is to make the Clippers a premier sports franchise, not just a premier basketball team, but a premier sports franchise. So like if you're going to go to Japan, it's not going to be weird to see Clipper hats. If you're going to go to other countries, it's not going to be weird to see people in Clipper jerseys. Like, that's the goal. And so I think he's done everything right at this point, except, you know, maybe the jerseys and the logo. But, like, that's another conversation. But he's done everything right to this point, and now it's just a matter of winning and making them relevant. It's going to be interesting to see the steps that both he and the team take jointly as we get closer to the new arena. Because if you're talking about an on-court product, they have to win. Now, I don't know if that means they have to win a title. It would be nice if they did. But they have to win more than they've won in their franchise history, which means at least a Western Conference Finals, maybe a Finals berth. But you look at some of the players, like Kawhi Leonard's 29. Paul George, I believe, is also 29. You know, you talk about these guys who, in four years, they're going to be 33, 34 years old. Maybe they're not here when the new arena starts. Maybe they are, and they're your franchise linchpins who brought you a title. And everyone goes nuts on opening night when the arena is unveiled. And, you know, it's basically a huge party and everyone's sobbing and a banner goes up and all this stuff. Like, I don't know. You know, that's a, that's a pipe dream in my idea or well, in my we mind. To, we need to have a special Steve, Bom- Steve Ballmer appearance right now for the pod. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> all I can- it's all I could think of throughout these, this entire thing. All I could picture is him just saying it's pretty damn cool. I mean, it is. Like, think about it, man. You just, technically, you botched your competition. This reminds me a little bit of Vince McMahon buying WCW. Yeah, you, yeah, but now it's a little bit more complicated because it's like if WCW owned another company and then you only bought like the other company kind of thing. 
I mean, I think if he bought the Lakers, that would be like Vince McMahon buying WCW. Yeah, that would, yeah, there you go. Um, look, I don't know how many people listening have been to Staples Center. I always have kind of subscribed to the thought that it's not a great basketball arena. It's okay. It's just, honestly, I think LA fans don't get that loud. But like, I don't know. I think the goal is also to turn Inglewood into like the next LA Live. And I think he wants to be a forefront of that because AEG pretty much owns, they pretty much own LA Live. They own Staples Center. They own LA Live. I think they also own the convention center. So everything runs through them. Right. So now he can just be in charge of everything. And it's all his hub. And I think that's part of the ultimate goal too. Like what's curious with all of this is, now we're still a ways away, you know, it's in 2024. 2024 is a long time from now. So does one month and we're hoping to not be quarantined. So like in a couple of months, seems a long time. Yeah. But 2024, I think I'm curious what happens to Staples Center in LA Live. Because then do people still hang out there? Or is everyone just going to flock to Inglewood? I think it'll depend on what's happening with certain teams. Like if the Clippers or the, like if the Clippers are playing that night and the Lakers aren't, everyone's going to go to Inglewood and vice versa. Like when the Lakers are playing, but the Clippers aren't, it's going to be interesting to see because I wonder how many times they're going to try to have uh, home games on the same night because that's, I don't know if you want to step on each other's toes that much. That I didn't even think about that actually is now that they have the opportunity to play home games on the same night and they both play like seven, seven thirty. And I know they want to change. They're actually thinking of changing the times for Clippers and Laker games to more seven o'clock. Some people suggested six thirty. I hate that. <laughs> I think that's going to be what's interesting too. But like, that's a long, I've been saying it. Cause I remember they've been talking about this new arena for like three years, four years or something. It's been a long time. So always in my head, I'm like, man, 2024 is a long time from now. I was like, I'm going to be pretty old by that point. And now it's four years away. And I'm like, that's still a long time from now. So we'll see in 2022. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Right. So like when this all started, I want to say their arena stuff, the Clippers did, um, like in 2018, I think is when like they originally, like came up with like the, we're going to build like our own arena in Inglewood and think about where we are now. We're two years since then. Those two years have felt like a lifetime. Four years from now is going to feel like an even larger lifetime. You know, you start looking at what they want to build there. They want to build an 18 seat arena. They want to also have a practice facility, a sports medicine clinic, team offices, retail space, and a large outdoor plaza with basketball courts that are open to the public uh, all year long. Uh, the practice facility is rumored to have, to be 85,000 square feet. The team offices would be 55,000 square feet. The sports medicine clinic would be 25,000 square feet. An additional 40,000 square feet are set aside for retail, and 260,000 square feet have been set aside for an outdoor plaza. This is an insanely large piece of land that they want to build on. They want to do a lot. Like retail is a big deal, which means there's your new LA Live. You know, your outdoor uh, plaza, also your LA Live. Who knows? Maybe in the in the December and you know January, there's your new ice skating rink that they love to do at LA Live across from Staples Center. 
the, the, the coolest part of for me for this entire thing that might get built, and this sounds really weird, is the sports medicine clinic. Because it shows to me they're taking it seriously. And if you're willing to invest that much in your sports medicine department to give them 25,000 square feet of space, it tells me that you actually care about your people, your athletes, and you want the best for everyone because you understand that medicine is a big deal and that science is a big deal and that you're going to spare no expense at making sure you have the best of the, uh, the best of the best, no matter what the cost. There's, there's two things I want to clarify too, because I keep seeing misinformation spread on Twitter. One, Clippers are not going to move to Seattle. Stop saying it. You sound dumb. We're not like anyone who says this now. You're officially stupid if you are going to say these words. Secondly, they're not going to tear down the forum. So anyone that keeps saying, oh, they're going to tear down the forum or play in the forum, learn how to read, look at the press kit, and realize they're not tearing it down and they're not playing in it. I saw that stuff trending on Twitter and I'm just like, I have to put that out there right now. No, I'm glad. I, I hate misinformation. I think it's the devil of our time. They're not going to tear it down. It's also just like, it's become, it's become the thing to keep saying, oh, the Clippers are going to... Like, I've, I legitimately, just this past year, in Vegas, had taxi drivers being like, I heard the Clippers are going to come move over here. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, that's the dumbest statement I've ever heard. And it's all because people like to say stupid things on the internet. It's like, you don't spend $2 billion on a team. You don't spend $400 million to buy an arena. You don't spend a couple hundred million to help out a city. And then you don't spend all the time donating to the city. And you don't, you don't do all that just so you can move to Seattle or Las Vegas. Like that's the dumbest sounding statement. And I, I don't know what it's going to like. I feel like I'm going to have to keep beating that into people's heads until the arena is actually built. Well, you got four years to do that. Either that or somebody actually does move to Seattle. That'll just shut everything up. Yeah, there you go. Um, the, it's called the Inglewood. Ba- it would, it would be called cause it's, I can't say it is called cause it hasn't been built yet. The Inglewood Basketball and Entertainment Center is what it would be called. Uh, it, would, it would be located just south of SoFi Stadium, which is where the Rams and Chargers are going to begin. Uh, which is a pretty big, coming. it's a pretty nice stadium. I actually went to it. Uh, I had an early visit to take a look at it for WrestleMania uh, because WrestleMania is going to be in it this following year. And it looks like it's going to be pretty nice. So it's just like, it's just so weird to me that Inglewood's going to be this super popping, you know, place now with everything there. It's strange. They're probably going to have the Olympics there too in like five years. Isn't that where 2024 is supposed to be? Yeah. It's where they're hoping like wrestle. So WrestleMania is going to be a testing ground for the Olympics. And oh, 2028 they, is, is LA. Yeah. I'm sorry. So WrestleMania is going to be a testing ground for the Olympics. And if WrestleMania goes well, it shows that they can handle these major events with international audiences. One of the interesting things with the Summer Olympics in 2028 is they could use the new Clippers arena in Inglewood to do like the basketball games or like the finals of the basketball, like the gold medal match and all that stuff. So like that arena is going to get used, you know, I mean, preliminary, like as it is right now, Staples Center preliminarily is going to be the basketball hub, but maybe the Clippers arena is the one that gets used because opening and closing ceremonies 
for right now are supposed to happen at the LA Memorial Coliseum, but that could also change based on the new football, based on SoFi Stadium and how that goes. So things can get switched up. Like the good thing with the with the Olympics in 2028 happening in LA is all the stuff's being like is already built or will have been built by then for other purposes. So they're not going to be white elephants and just standing around doing nothing for years. Yeah, I mean, the other thing you have to think is like, what's what's Staples Center going to do too? Like how how big are they going to go? Are they going to remodel Staples Center? Are they going to go put extra money and show up the Clippers? Like that'll be fun to see too. Yeah, they have a, they're going to have some questions to answer when the Clippers get out of there. I remember though, I, I did work the USA versus China scrimmage at Staples Center before they had the Olympics. It was, it was Team USA. And I'll never forget that because it was the day after Comic-Con and I drove from San Diego to LA to work that game. And then like, they, it, it, was, the, it was the summer Kevin Durant went to the Warriors. And like, it's a, this is Team USA and the fans at Staples Center were booing Kevin Durant the entire time. I was just like, damn, like this, He's on team our country and you everyone's still booing him. That's crazy. That's seriously crazy. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, you know, you read about the Olympics and this the Clippers arena, proposed proposed new arena, I should say, has not been approved and has yet to be mentioned as a potential Olympic venue going forward. But at the same time, like we don't know what's going to happen. Like when it gets built, it might just leap front or leap front leap frog everything else for the basketball venues and just jump right to the front of the line and be like, look, let's use that arena. That's a cool arena. Like we it's state of the art. It's brand new. Let's use it. You know, I mean, look at the end of the day, the Clippers are going to get something that's brand new and completely theirs. That's what it should be. Staples center has never always felt at all like their own place. It's felt like feels like Kobe's home now. Yeah, it's just it's just felt. I don't want to say like they're renting because I mean they are they're renting it, but like it just never felt like home. It just felt like like a like a apartment that you rented while you were you know like while you were just out of college and you're working like you know a, three jobs to make ends meet. That's what it felt like. Honestly, after after Kobe passed away and I saw the amount of people crowded outside of Staples Center for all the sh- sharing all the memories they had with him. That was the moment it kind of like really hit me. I'm like, this is his building forever now because this is the going to be the building where he won all these championships. That's all anyone's going to think about with this building. So I just, after that happened, I was like, this, there's nothing you can say or do anymore. Like that, that's his building. I wonder if that's what they realized, like Bomber and the Clippers. And I wonder if that's what made them just decide, look, let's just buy off MSG and get it out of here. You know, there's only there's only one thing to say though about them getting this purchase. What's that? It's pretty cool. It's pretty damn cool. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, folks, thank you for joining us on this emergency podcast. As Steve Ballmer comes to an agreement with MSG to purchase the forum for four hundred million dollars, or as I like to call it, more money than all of us will ever see in our lifetimes combined. Yeah, that's pretty pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. <laughs> pretty damn cool. Uh, I am Justin Russo. And I'm Farbad S. Nashari. We'll catch you guys next couple days, next week. Who knows? If Steve Bomber keeps buying stuff, we might be back later today. Hey, hey. Everyone take it easy.
Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.